That was ignorant of me. I'm sorry for everyone. <laughs> that was so ignorant. I apologize profusely for that. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to our first ever playoff edition. Kyle's cracking a beer because he got nothing else to live for. What else I got to do? Welcome to this week's. <laughs> Welcome to this week's Walking 90 episode. This is your host, as always, Elliot Barr, the only guy in the playoffs, and possibly that's it. Joining me, as always, is a lady who is going up to D.C. to chew on North Carolina Carrots, because that's the only thing positive going on in Raleigh. Yeah. F, what's going on, that? Not much. Just vibe watching, you know. And that's all you do. And also joining me is a guy that uh, just found out that he has to search for a head coach for the second time in two years in a row. It's Kyle Carr. How are you doing, buddy? I mean, it, it'd be like that sometimes. It'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> I mean, shoot, let's look, let's be real. For the third time in three years, the loser of the Hitting Diary has not only been fired, the team has been worse off. I'm just saying, losing the Hemi Derby has consequences. It has to be, dog. It's a poison challenge at this point. That that trophy has literally taken three jobs. I I said before the fourth match, the fourth and final one. I because someone asked, "Oh, is Kyle going to want like Carl Craig fired if he loses?" And I said, "All I'm going to say is, if you lose the Hemi Derby, you're they don't end up being the coach the following season." I don't know if I was being serious when I said that, but when I said that, that was before the match. So after Ford Madison had lost, the writing was on the wall. Yeah, kind of was. Kind of was. I mean, that that was right when – they weren't eliminated officially, but that, that was – They the were season. eliminated. They that were was... eliminated, yeah. I mean, my coach is staying, and I don't I, know I, 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 honestly, y'all, I really thought y'all would have gave – Craig a second year. Why? Well, I thought y'all would have been like, because y'all gave short too. I thought y'all would have gave Craig too. It just been like, all right, like it, for the it to have gone wrong after year one, I think it had to be a combination of like backroom staff that was going wrong and him in the front office just won't buy me. I want to. I mean, Carl is a great person. I wish him the best in his future. It sucks to see someone lose a job. With that said, the team did underachieve. They finished ninth place. And were it not for winning two of their last three matches, were closer to the bottom than they were to a playoff spot. And for a team that I would say nearly everyone was expected to be a playoff team. It it's going to happen that way, and that it's unfortunate the team underachieved. And you know you can point and say, well, if they made the playoffs, then maybe he keeps the job, and that's probably true. But you know when you look at Ford Madison's season, they won eight games out of twenty eight. Like that's just not good enough. They had twelve draws, and six of them they were in winning positions. That's not going to be good enough. Of course you wasn't, Chip. You don't expect anything positive out of Ford Madison. Well, maybe they should win a ser- season series, so let's start there. But anyway, <laughs> oh. you get to the six draw. Six of the draws are from winning positions, and they end up conceding, and five of them were conceded later than the 75th minute. 
And even if you want to take out the Fort Lauderdale refereeing shambolicness that somehow in a 1-0 game, there's eight minutes of stoppage time with no injury and Fort Lauderdale scores in the 100th minute, that's still eight points that you blew. And those eight points is the difference between finishing ninth and finishing third. I mean, it honestly looked like you lost your your he lost your entire yeah. locker room top down. So well, and it's one of those where it's weird that because the team that we saw at the beginning of the season, the team that we saw at the end of the season, they gave a shit. They were battling. They looked like we're going to give a shit. And something and in the summer, especially like August and September, that team was nowhere to be found. So I don't fully know. It, again, it's unfortunate. Maybe if they had made the playoffs, they would have given it another year. But I, I think the front office just kind of looked and thought, did we underachieve? And do we expect things to turn around next year with the same person? And I think they just decided they did underachieve and they did. Ex- and I don't think they were expecting things to get drastically better. So it, it is unfortunate. Like I said, Carl's a good guy. It sucks. We all wish it would have worked out. So, okay, so what were you about to say? I didn't say anything. Did I? Uh, I thought you were about to say something. No, I thought you were about to say something. My bad. So, I mean, Kyle, where does Fort Madison go from here? Like, I mean, they got what's the next race of the club? That I think that's also the big question is who is going to come in that has a plan and identity and can convey that message? well enough because the thing with Daryl Shore was even if the play wasn't the most attractive to watch you knew what was there you knew the type of team you were going up against you knew what the tactical plan was it wasn't the most appealing to watch and especially in 2020 it just became hard to watch but you knew what it was so I think that's going to be the big first step and then honestly I I mean the club's gonna have to make a decision quickly because contracts are expiring so I'm sure they're gonna want to get a coach to come in look at the roster and for most of these guys, I don't know who's coming back. The only one I feel pretty confident coming back is Aaron Malloy. So I think that's going to be the next thing is finding a coach that has an identity, has a plan. I know they probably want a team that can be attacking and exciting to watch, but at the same time, they need to have an identity and compete. And that's going to be the big thing, competing. We Like, yeah, you're not going to win the title every year, but – you need to get back to at minimum being a playoff team, like I said, competing with competing with all the other independent teams that were ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah. Um do you see what a new head coach do you see Ford Madison changing their style of play? Because over the years you guys have been this defensive stout team or you know, hard to play against getting one nail draws. Like the style of play hasn't matched, which I do off the field, and that's no shot intended. But do you see Ford Madison being like, all right, we want to get an, a, an attacking for attacking thinking coach? I think they would want that. I think they do want that because yes, for all the jokes and barbs and things people say, like Ford Madison wants to be a proper team, a team that does go out and attack, and a team that does try and have an attractive style and entertaining style of play. You know, it they don't want to be this team that is a fashion team that so happens to play soccer. They want to be a soccer team that also can have dope merch. Like that's what they want to do. So yeah, I would I would expect them to try and find someone that would incorporate that attacking style. 
Whether that happens, I don't know. But again, even if it's more of a defensive mentality, if the results come, I mean, the front office will be fine with it. I think they would want to be attacking, but I think they also want someone that has a plan and has an identity. Has This is what we're going to do, and these are the type of players that I need. Sure. All right. Well, guys, you heard it here first. Uh, Fort Madison is up for a new head coach, so when I apply, I'm pretty sure they'll look at you. But let's go ahead. Let's talk about this last week's results. Playoff application was on the line. This week, my heart went from dead to oh, snap to yes <laughs> and to not caring by 12 o'clock on Saturday. Whoa. So, Whoa. Yeah, I didn't care. I, I was emotionally dead after 11. Damn. <laughs> um, I mean, you had ahead. already <laughs> gotten off the emotional high come like 4 p.m. You were already good. You are just like, whatever. You were just going to just kick it and hope for the best. Yeah, that's it. We'll talk more about that, my thoughts about it, when we get to it. But to start off Friday, Toronto FC Braves 2. What were your thoughts about this game, guys? Because my personally was Revs look like they let the moment get to them. TFC 2 took control of this game, and Revs 2 were just stuck in neutral the entire time. They looked like a team that didn't that couldn't cope with the pressure that came with you needed at the very least to draw to stay alive. A loss would have knocked them out and they looked overwhelmed by the pressure. They looked like a team that was not prepared to play. And they looked like a team that was, they couldn't get their chances early on and looked rattled the rest of the match. And I think they were also probably affected by the wind because that wind was ridiculous, but no, I was just, surprised that game was as good as it was, honestly. I mean, it was an entertaining match to watch, but I think it. Yeah, yeah, oh, I think the occasion. Oh, I think the pressure got to them. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Because Revs just look like I don't know. Ever since that PK miss against North Texas, if you oh, then that was around like the 60th minute. The last, I want to say, 120 minutes of football for Revs have been abysmal, and they look. Shell shock. They look. They look like they had no backup plan. You know, I'm. I'm. I, I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm kind of disappointed at how their head coach handled the last 120 minutes of football for him. Because you know how good of a coach he's been. I, I expected better from Revs in these moments. You know. Yeah. Why? Like. Well, because of the fact of how dominant they've been in certain like. The Toronto game was a game set up for them to win. They've won those kind of games where it's been just muddy in the midfield and no team really really took care of possession. Like though they've won those kinds of games. The North Texas game, you're up a man and you have a PK kick, you can go up 2-1, and it just looked like they lost their heads and it looked like everybody panicked. You know? And they looked like a team that was likely to get a playoff spot if not a home playoff game like they were on track because they got the win against yeah. richmond in mid-september then they beat chattanooga on the road and then they went at home against madison and, and you're thinking okay this is going to this looks like a playoff team then they lose to toronto on the road then they beat madison at home but then they lose greenville the north texas game happened and then the tfc2 game happened like this was a team that at one point in mid-september 
looked like they were making the playoffs and they just fell apart. And that North Texas game, I think is going to be the one where you're going to look like they're going to look back and be like, how did we let that happen? So how many, well, my, I guess my real question is for reps too. How much of the back and forth between players going up and down mess with their cohesion at the end of the season? I don't even know how many players were going up and down. I think mainly, I think their roster was set. I, well, no, I, I just they, really think he was no. They had a few like Kiza. Yeah. I think Kiza was like the main one that kept bouncing back and forth, but. But even then, yeah, but even if one it's just one player. player no. One player, one player could disrupt that much. It's just a matter of how much. But also, they had strikers going up and down as well. Like, rev the revs don't make that type of run like they did and run away with the shield without having those fresh bodies coming in and out every week. That is true. That's true. And I mean, also real quick. Um, best wishes to Joe Rice because on that final play where he got the red oh, card, yeah. he looked like he – I don't know if he broke his wrist or what, but it didn't look good. Like, he didn't even look back for the card. He just ran holding his wrist. So, best yep. wishes to him. It felt like – it felt adding insult to injury to give him a red card when it was like, this it, match it is over. <laughs> He's already walking out. Like, you didn't even did. do that. Right. I was kind of like, hoping that Revs would just <laughs> sub on a attacking player, not just, just have no goalie back there. I, you know, I really feel like they were thinking that too. Like, can we do this? Can we do? Like, I feel like they were checking the FIFA laws. Like, yo, can can we do this? We don't yeah, need a goalkeeper. Like, we need to score. <laughs> like, I feel like that was that was the rule. Um. Also, real quick shout out. There's a. I know the MLSU teams are going down, and I know a lot of people are happy, but I gotta say, man, playing in Toronto, I'm low key gonna miss the Toronto at four games. Just a little bit. <laughs> kind of nostalgic. It, it is a vibe that is not going to be matched by any of the new teams coming in. It is going to be a vibe that will be missed. Right. 100% be missed. But it, it was perfect for the work at home situation, especially. You could just have it on, <laughs> on your tablet on the side while you're working. It was it, That wasn't a nice perk, working from home. Right. It was. But um, I just want you to know, when they scored <laughs> – and the game was over, all, like, the fear went out of my heart. I was fine. I was totally fine. Of course you were. <laughs> I was. Because, like, you know, like, to be honest with you, like, yes, don't want a whole playoff game. Yes, 100% in a perfect world. But after what happened last year and not getting in, I could have had that happen two years in a row. I, I couldn't. <laughs> Like we would have had to really start talking about his Richmond curse, because that that would have been unseen. Um, but let's move on to the other matches. Eb, yo, your North Carolina FC decided not to play defense. Everybody went on vacation. <laughs> um, I don't know why you laugh. Like that was that was piss poor. You can only laugh at your that situation. <laughs> yo, it was bad. Definitely. The second, but literally the center back. This irritated me to no end, yo. And not even because, like, it just irritated me to no end. So the cross is coming in, and your center back looks at it. It's like, you know what? I'm going to step forward and let the person behind me get the ball. Like, you, son, there's no one in front of you. Why are you stepping up? Like, not even stepping, like, trying to attack it. You literally took a whole step forward 
And then by the time the ball passes, he looks back and is like, oh, there's the ball. Like, what? It looked like he lagged. It looked like he meant to move one way and just completely lagged to the other direction. Like, that is what happened. I don't like. I don't know where he was going. That I think there was a lag. computer glitch big game. Look. That was a FIFA Ultimate Team. Peak uh, FIFA Ultimate Team right there. I was just there for vibes. <laughs> Your whole team went to sleep. Your team. Sorry. Your whole team was just I mean, like. All right. Bro, so we, we didn't have. We clearly didn't have the best season, right? No one really knew what our identity was. No one really knew what the plan was. We have a youth coach coming in and saying, I'm going to, I want to develop players to, to make it to the next level. Well, which next level are you talking about? Yes. Basically, it's how conversations went all season. (laughs) Wait, wait, (laughs) time out. Hold on. You mean to tell me this man told y'all I want to develop players for the future? You're, you guys was like, what future? <laughs> I just please don't I tell just, me that conversation went. Like it's that's basically how they go. Like what? I mean, what they is, got a player get called like? up to the Puerto Rican U twenty team. We like, had three <laughs> players get called up to the national team. There, there you go. Nick Holiday to the U.S. Nelson Flores El Salvador and one other player to Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Yeah. Like, if that's your plan, it'd be great to know that. Every time I hear about Puerto Rico, I just think about uh, what's his name, the comedian? It was like, you ask black Puerto Ricans, are they black? They're like, no, Poppy, no, (laughs) I'm Hispanic, Poppy. My fault. (laughs) (laughs) You're killing me. Um, I don't know. Like, that's been like, no one can. (laughs) How did the host? <laughs> Kick himself out. No, never mind. <laughs> we move. We move. I, you know, I was just gonna keep laughing for like a good five minutes, dog. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. But, like, but if that was the plan, they should have said that. So now we're going into these games where it's like these games don't matter, right? So why That's are we still rich, putting, right, why are we still putting Christo in, you know? What was the point of that? Y'all to go play, play indoor <laughs> soccer. And indoor is still <laughs> too fast. Indoor is still you know, too fast for Christo. Retire, dog, you know? <laughs> he got the bag. That's Imagine all he needed. Your teams, like, yeah, y'all, I was a professional athlete in indoor soccer. That's hilarious. I don't like. I can't. I don't know. Professional athlete. That's Chicago all I got to say. And I'll be like, okay. With Wolves. <laughs> that man scored again, which is, I think he scored again like last week. Either way, it's been shit. And I'm hoping that this offseason they can figure out what the fuck they want to do. Like Ryan could have went in and played. That's how shit we were that game. I mean, yeah, we saw the center back. Like, I'm pretty sure Ryan wouldn't have done that. Sorry. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan could have Ryan had full kit. He could have he could have went in for Greenville and probably scored a couple. <laughs> like, I, I do have questions why you were wearing a full why why he was wearing a full kit is it was Halloween. It was Halloween. He went as a he went as a for a Greenville fan, a Greenville player. He went as a Greenville substitute because he knew he was gonna play that day. <laughs> I, yo, 
over under how long Ryan would have lasted on that field realistically. Because I know 10 minutes in, he would have pulled a hand. Come on, Ryan. Ryan. Ryan plays. Ryan. Ryan. I give, I, I give him a good 45. Like, how? what position is he playing and how hard is he playing? What? 45? That's a Ryan question. He's, he's a bugger. If he's all got, if he's playing goalie, then he's just got to sit back there and vibe. Bro, I know I can last six minutes. That's it. I'm good. <laughs> I'm giving you three and a possible, dog. I'm giving you a foul within those three minutes, but I'm giving you a three and a possible. I mean, they didn't play soccer over here, so he could have played 45 minutes. That's on what I'm defense. saying. Like, it. <laughs> they didn't play soccer on my side of the field. Okay. If they're asking him to be a winger, then okay, maybe like five minutes and a hammy pull, sure, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear, dog. I've never. <laughs> I'm just going back to North Carolina's defense, yo. Like, <laughs> no defense, just vibes. Honestly, they were vibe watching yeah. with me. They vibe watching with me. I like, want to say, were there vibes? <laughs> I, on I the mean, field, you know, didn't watch this game. Trust me, don't go back and watch it. But just know, this yeah, score really yeah. could have been six nothing before the thirtieth yeah. minute. Yeah, it's the most shots Greenville's, Greenville's ever Greenville's had. Bullshit, low key. Huh? That was the most shots I think Greenville's ever had in a match. <laughs> Probably so. They were bullshit uh, half that game. Total shots nineteen uh, for Greenville, seven for us. Uh, he's on target. Nineteen. Huh? Mind you. North Carolina. Okay, sorry. They had twenty shots. They had twenty shots against uh, refs too a couple weeks ago. So, yeah. See, we had a we had a keg, all that death. In that game, in the refs two game, ten. Oh, okay. They they were fifty percent in both the refs two game (laughs) and the North Carolina game. Uh, so they had nineteen shots, eight on target for the NCFC game. That's not half. Wow, math. Okay. Ignore me. All right. Well, North Carolina definitely finished bottom of the league because of that result and the defense. That was just there to vibe. Moving on to happier times. By the way, USL League One, if you tell me game start at nine, do not have game start at eight. (laughs) Man, yo, I was like, what's going on? all of a sudden, I see the game started an hour early. I was like, oh, there goes my whole – like, I had an evening plan. I was like, okay, I'm going to feed the kids, and then I'll get out to the stadium. I'll make it. It's 8 o'clock. It's fine. I can feed the kids dinner. I can leave at around, you know, 7, put them to bed, get to the pregame. I'll be good. And then I saw it started at 7. I was like, oh, shit. I got to go now. Like, it's 5 – it's like 5 o'clock. I need to get ready. I need to leave. Yeah. Fat Mob and the I, I website. I that was some bullshit. Yeah. Every, everybody was wrong, man. <laughs> everybody was wrong. But, Cal, happy times for you. Ford Madison goes out 2-1 winners over Chattanooga. Talk about it, man, because uh, apparently y'all decided to play some craggy ball and get the man fired. <laughs> to the Greenville fans that I know and I talk to and I like, you're welcome. Send them a beer. Send them a so, beer. You know who you are. The ones that I like, the ones that I talk to, the ones I tolerate. You're welcome. The other ones, fuck off. I don't care. But it was it was weird. Well, first of all, they scored an early goal. And I was like, okay, that free kick, 
perfect, perfect free kick. Got a perfect view of it. Top quality goal. I'm very happy about it. Second goal that should have counted, but whatever refs are refs. And it was it was odd because four fans have felt relatively comfortable in the first half. If it seemed like it, it seemed they were more on the front foot, something again that we have not seen in God knows how long. And then we get the the second half and they go up 2-0 and it's, and we're thinking, oh, this is going to be great. We're going to pop the smoke. We're going to get ready. And then Chattanooga came and somehow the cross hit the post and went into the net. I, I don't know. if That was that was not a shot. I'm not convinced he tried doing that. <laughs> and then you get to the end of the game and they had a shot go wide. That was stressful. And then right at the end, the point blank save by Brino. Ref blows a whistle, Ford Madison wins, Aaron Malloy's flexing on dudes, and then there's a, then they were just wanting to fight. Chattanooga's wanting to fight the rest of the mat after the match. But yeah, it was Let's nice, it was nice ending on a win. There was fist cuffs? No, there were no punches were thrown. There was a lot of shoving and shouting. And there, was there, was no there was no punches thrown. What I'm saying they were slap boxing. There, there was definitely was shoving. The there was some middle fingers flying. Yeah. For what? What was that fight during the game? <laughs> hey, that's Chattanooga's problem, not my problem. You know what? Chattanooga deserve it after what they did to us last year. They absolutely deserve it. <laughs> Chattanooga <laughs> was kicking the living shit out of Aaron Malloy, and Aaron Malloy decided at the end of the match to flex on him, and they, they did not take too kindly to that. Oh, that's on them then. Chat shit get banged. Maybe you should have won. <laughs> if you wanted that second round spot, maybe don't choke the end of the month and win against Ford Madison. If you don't want him to God. celebrate in front of you, don't let him score. I, I mean, don't get it. Win. Yeah, <laughs> it's not my problem. They can't be Ford Madison. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm just a man with the microphone. I mean, let's really look at it. <clears throat> my bad. Consistent September 11th. They only got two wins, and you got one, two, three, four, five losses in one draw. Like you talk about some poor form, run of form. Like let's really like pull this apart and really look at it from all aspects. What happened to Chattanooga to make them fall apart in the end of the year? Because all I was bet we were all betting Union Omaha Chattanooga was going to be the one-two. It just depended on. Who was going to be the one or two seed? You know? They do this every year. They start off okay, and they fall apart at the end. They did this in 2019. They did it in 2020. They never finish the season strong. I don't know what it is, but they just don't. Also, at some point, that devil's magic of scoring all those late goals was going to catch up to them. Like, at some point, that well was going to dry up. We may have said it wasn't, but it clearly did. Wait, like who? Wait, who was the last time that I think the last time they got a goal past the? Uh, no, because that was all before the 60th. I was about to say when we when they played us in that three two win. Well, our three two loss. Uh, nope, that was all before the 60th. Yeah, North Texas. It was North Texas, September 9th. I mean September eighth. That was, was that the, the last time they scored. They... Yep. That was their last, last late. Time. That's their last late winner or late goal to get them points. So at some point, that luck was going to run out. But yeah. 
they they have done this the last few years where they start off okay and then they just tail off at the end. I don't know why that is. But this is not a new thing for them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just it's just crazy to see because of the fact of like we all would have bet like you would have bet Richmond would have missed the playoffs, Greenville probably would have been the fifth or sixth seed, Union was going to be second, Chattanooga was going to be one. Like we we were all fine with that because we all saw that the way it's going, <clears throat> and now to see that like Greenville second, Union's one. Rich was in the playoffs, and Chattanooga has fall fat on their face. Is so weird, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would want to see Chattanooga expected goals versus actual goals because I know that disparity is weird. <laughs> like, it I has mean, to it probably it probably was very different at the beginning when they were, you know, getting those late goals and everything like that. And it's probably pretty even, like towards the end of the season. Like, if you're looking overall. But, so it's going to be Chattanooga versus North Texas. Right? For the for the playoff spot. What happens in that game? Because they're tied. I know. I have a better question. Who fumbled the bag worse? Chattanooga or Revs? Revs. Chattanooga. Rose. I'm saying Chattanooga because this again, this was a team that was competing for the one seed. This is so you gotta remember Revs, Revs was, are a two team. Revs were always inconsistent. They were they went from legit top of the league to out of the playoffs. There was never a doubt that Chattanooga wasn't gonna make the playoffs. It was just where. Okay, so yeah, let me ask right? you this. I'm still Who did you thinking, have more faith in? Did you have more faith? Did you have more faith in Rams being a three-four seed, or did you have more faith at Chattanooga being a one-two seed at the start of September? Oh, Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Exactly. It's, it's got to be Chattanooga because the way how Chattanooga fell down. Because honestly, to be real with you, it wasn't until the last two, maybe three weeks, that Greenville was like, "Oh snap, we got an opportunity to be the two seed." It, all Chattanooga needed to do, really? Let me see. Make sure I'm right about this. But the thing is, was more or less you look at, get a draw. They went into October like, pretty comfortably in second. Could have maybe gotten first. Like they went yeah. into October comfortably in second and probably was competing for first. And then they lose to Richmond. They beat North Carolina. But then they lose to Toronto, they draw against Greenville, and then they lose to Ford Madison. And it's not like like those are games you would expect them to win. And especially all of those games, there are teams below you on the table. Greenville, drawing with Greenville, that's one thing. But every other team was below them on the table. They only got the win against North Carolina. And even that was like a, that was looking pretty dicey during the first half. It was. Like, a lot of people forget that first half against North Carolina. North Carolina had a chance to score twice. And they just couldn't finish because it's North Carolina. But yeah, they're just, in, like, they're just in poor form. Like, if you even if you go back to September, they've been in relatively poor form. And in terms of bigger disappointments, 
I I guess you could say chatted, but we never thought they weren't going to make the playoffs. We were surprised no, by we were surprised by Revs like getting up there, right? Like I think they went as high as what the two seed at one point. Something like that. No, they got as high as third. Third. Okay, fine. They got as high as third. And all they needed was a draw or no, just a win. A very easy win. I will give Revs to this. They had a tougher schedule in October. Other than the two, their only home games were against Ford Madison and they won both of those, but they went to Toronto twice and they went to Greenville and they went to North Texas. So they had a tough schedule at the end. But I think that drop was more drastic than Chatter's because there was I, never I, I a doubt. Yeah, it's definitely a drastic drop, but in terms of fumbling the bag. I still go with I still gonna go I with go with Chatter because you're going from week off to seed to now you gotta play North Texas. They were gonna have to get through North Texas eventually, right? Maybe. Uh. Maybe, maybe I don't know whether it was I mean, in a semi, whether it was in a semi. But the you wanted to avoid. But the thing is, if you, they you win, now they have to go North to Greenville. If they win against North Texas, now you have to go to Greenville, and then if yeah. you win that, then you're likely playing Omaha on the road. Like you made this a lot harder than what it had to be. You were than it needed to be having to either play Richmond or. Tucson at home and then see Union to now like to be real like, like really look honestly at right it. imagine playing this weekend, people probably had the hardest <laughs> path to a trophy they probably got the hardest path to a trophy right now yeah couldn't imagine playing this going through all that. I couldn't imagine it one bit nope. <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> whatever all right so I mean that's all that. Um, yeah, fans, look, let us know who had the bigger drop off because right now it's kind of split. Let we'll us just, know. We'll just, I'll just go and, what you guys and think? piss off 10 people again. There you yeah. go, Kyle. Piss off everybody. Good job. Piss off everybody and then go be a family man. <laughs> <laughs> yo, for those who didn't know, Kyle's straight up went to be a family man, yo. Like, this man put out some greasy tweets. I wake up in the board and I'm like, bro, why am I waking up to 60 notifications? I get on there. Bro, there's a whole... We got Bug Eaters FC today play soccer and God knows how long coming out of nowhere. If we anything, you're welcome. They you're welcome, Laura League fans. They we were in our, our news. <laughs> we confirmed news for you. We are doing God's work keeping clubs alive. Sorry. I woke up to Bug Eaters follow one set of those heart emojis. I'm like, what is this? What is going on? I was, I went through our mess. I was like, yo, I'm not reading all that. <laughs> Happy for you. Yo, I'm sorry I really that, that Joe, Joe Budden video that I tweeted out. I really felt that Joe Budden video. <laughs> well, the thing was, it, I saw a preview of it before I went to bed. And this was at like, not, this was like 1030. I was like, okay. It, it's gonna end, uh, it and it just kept three. going overnight. <laughs> it's like go to like, bed, bro. Y'all don't y'all just sleep. Jobs. The only way that conversation ended because Cal, you and the other dude was like, "Oh yeah, we got, I got kids. Oh, I got kids too. Okay, maybe we can stop." Like what? That was at like ten a.m. That was at like ten a.m. the following day. 
kills me, man. I was not ready for that. We were one terrible subject away from having <laughs> Great from Value com- Millwall jumping in. To completing the triangle? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm surprised NGS didn't jump in and talk about it, because I think they got mentioned, and I was just like, oh, here we fucking go. Please don't. No. That would have been the day no. I quit walking 90. <laughs> We're like, bro, we ain't no one talking to you, dog. See, All that right. would have been the end. Not Yogi, not Yogi deciding, oh, I'm gonna walk away if Richmond doesn't make the playoffs. No, it was going to be that. Yeah. Oh no, 100 percent This show was not y'all, y'all was not gonna get this show. <laughs> Game could have told you if Richmond didn't make these playoffs, everything would have been done. I would have been on plugging plug cords like um, uh Steve Harvey. Give me my shit. I'm going home. <laughs> this is a wrap. <laughs> Done. Twitter would have been deleted. You would have got the notification. Yogi is no longer part of the group chat. I would have gone ghost. I would have gone ghost. I'm like, motherfucker, I know where you live. You can't just go ghost. Ghost. Would have gone ghost. Eddie Darby told me would have been gone. It probably would have been in the James River by now. I'm showing up at your school. That's what I'm gonna. I'm just gonna show up and sit in your class and be like, "All right, no, you, we're doing this." <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> no, I'm not taking personal responsibility for what the fuck they did. Oh, oh god! Disowned him. And we're supposed to all talk right. about the playoffs, right? We're talking about practice. Yeah, like yeah. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> oh god! No, really no, no, about the it would have been over. He wouldn't have been on Twitter. He would have been a family man. Him and the dog would have just been posting pictures on Instagram, <laughs> all of it. Chattanooga to North Texas. No, <laughs> I would have been a monk. I would have been a monk. <laughs> oh, what happened to River City 93? Oh, you know, he praying at the high temple now. He don't believe in soccer no more. He thinks he's corrupt. <laughs> all right, Can I kick a season two? Is literally just this is an announcement. The show's actually over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next game we got North Texas one one with Union Omaha. Union Omaha did exactly what we thought they were going to do: is send out the reserves. They played like it for eighty eight minutes, and then all of a sudden, they're like, you know what? Nah, <laughs> let's make the chaos look even more stupider and go out here and get a penalty against North Texas. If you're a North Texas dog, how hurt are you? Ah. Uh. Honestly, like, in the hindsight, like, it might work out better because it's tough because if you win, you have a home playoff game against Tucson Richmond, one of the two. But now you play Chattanooga. But now you're playing Chattanooga, which is maybe a team, like, a team that's on worse form than the other, than one of Tucson Richmond. So, like, it could be worse. We could have not made the playoffs, but that was already clinched once uh, Toronto won. So, yeah, like this was this was a match North where Texas. after North, well, North after North Texas got in, it, this was the least consequential match of the weekend. Yeah, this game didn't live up to what I thought it was going to be. It was not chaotic enough. I, I thought it would be more chaotic, but. JMM's did the smart thing and not risk too many 
of his best players. Didn't Hurst play a full 90? Yeah. Yeah. For what? Why? And I mean, like, also, like, so Florida, Texas' last four results at home have been result of, like, crazy finishes because you got them losing on a late finish winner against Richmond. Then you have the uh, Union Omaha game that ended 2-2. Then you got the uh, – what was the last was the, one? I the refs, two. Uh, yeah, the, the refs, two. Two, two. You said home, yeah. right? So it's like – yeah, yeah, home. I mean, so, that I mean, ref two game was great. If North Texas would have won, that mean North Texas would have bumped up to fourth. Tucson would have been five. Richmond would have been six. <laughs> and that whole playoff scenario would have been stupid because you would have had Richmond that sucks on the road going against Chattanooga that's a horrible farm. And you would have had North Texas and FC Tucson that is red card galore. That would have been great. What? <laughs> Yeah. Not gonna lie, it, I would have skipped your game crazy, to right? watch that one. I, I mean, hey, my game would have that happened at 10 o'clock. <laughs> Are you sure it's gonna happen at 10 o'clock? I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's 10 o'clock on Saturday, and yeah, I just stay up early for that one, but <laughs> I'm not ready to stay up for that, man. Um, I mean. You know what they need to do. I mean, they got a point. I don't think they can set the point. I mean, they couldn't have set the points record because they lost to y'all. So they virtually had nothing to play for. Does you Omaha go into the playoffs as the most dangerous team, or do you think the week off affects them anyway? I don't think the week off hurts them. No. No, I think if no. any, that's probably a good thing. Get some rest. Again, with hurt with Mims not playing most of his best players. They get enough. Like I'm sure they're gonna still practice and do everything. Just won't play on Saturday. But no, I think getting rest and getting, especially after traveling, I it doesn't hurt because they played what three games in eight days or something or ten days because they played Fort Madison Wednesday and then they played Richmond Saturday and then they played again on Saturday. So getting rest is not a bad thing. If you're Union Omaha right now, which which of the four teams do you want to see the most? And which team do you want to see the least? Oh, the least is definitely Greenville. Greenville, Green. yeah. No, no. I, I, I don't think any team one. wants – Greenville is definitely the team that would cause like, – No, I if I was an Omaha fan, I would not want to see Greenville. If it, you don't have to. No, 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 no. I'm not saying I Greenville. I'm saying out of the four teams this weekend. Mm-hmm. Which team do they want to see? Richmond, Tucson, North Texas, Chattanooga. Who does Union Omaha want? Does does not want to see? Who do they? Well, they can't see Chattanooga. So out of the three, Richmond, North Texas. Who do they not want to see? What do you North mean? Texas. Like who you say? Are you mean like? Wait, what do you mean? Like you mean like next? Who do they do? Do they not want to see next? Yeah, who do they not want to see next? They can't see Chattanooga because of seeing. Right. So it will be either North Texas, Tucson, or Richmond. They don't want to see North Texas, right? Okay. I would lean towards North Texas. Yeah. They're not, no. Not to say, well, because here's the thing Tucson and Richmond play the style that could give Omaha problems, but North Texas plays 
North Texas, you don't know, A, if they're going to bring MLS players, and B, they just want to go out and hurt you. So I found this out. They can't bring MLS players because of the roster freeze. You only do a merger. Because it's a 2019. <laughs> well, yeah, they if they're on that. your roster, if they're on your roster already, they can come in. No. So they can't they can't bring in MLS players that are not part of the rest. So they have to either played a certain amount of minutes for the team to qualify for the playoff roster for MLS two teams. I mean, Believe so. But I think I think if you're Union, I think you don't want to see Tucson. I think Tucson gives them the most problems just because I think the pitch at Union Omaha of how narrow it is, Union Omaha can benefit from that. I, I give what you say about North a Texas. Weird I think that's what I'm saying. I think I think Tucson can give them the problems. I think North Texas is probably going to be more physical. And Richmond is just going to be stubborn. But I don't think Richmond has enough to overcome Yuya Omaha unless it's, it's from a set piece or Yuya Omaha just going blank on the moment. So, which is worse for them. Richmond. But with the thing with Richmond is Richmond can just sit back and l- absorb as much pressure as they want and then hit him on the counter and it turns out can get the goal. Like, <laughs> that is the blueprint on beating Omaha. Sit, hope for the best, counter. And Tucson and Richmond yeah. do that pretty damn Texas well. Is not a, Texas is not a sit-back team. But that's the thing. Texas doesn't do that, but Texas then decides, instead of sitting back, we're just going to kick your guys all night long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm Texas is just going to get physical with them. Yeah. Tucson is just going to just throw reckless and make it an F1 race. It just be like, that, I mean, that's what FC Tucson did to Richmond. They made it an F1 race. But Tucson like, defensively just is not that go, great. Go, 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 that's go, the go, thing. Go. Tucson defensively isn't that great, though. And when you're going against Hurst and Conway. Tucson's going to want to play the you score two, we score three. But you can't do that. You can't do that against Omaha. Omaha's not the team where you go, you score two, we score three. You can't go 2013-14 Liverpool against Omaha. It's going to be interesting. I'm still sick with North Texas because they're – they are just physical enough that it will be annoying. They will be physical I think enough that North Texas is probably the best best blend of Tucson and Richmond. They're gonna like they're, go, they're enough, gonna try and go. They have enough offensive firepower. Yeah, and they're gonna try and goad Omaha players into getting cards and picking up fouls, and it's going. They're going to goad them and try and get on the ref for it. They're going to throw all the dark arts. For what? And if you're not going to keep just, up, though. Can Omaha mentally keep it there? I Probably. Possibly. But North, North Texas and Omaha, they never seem – it's always a chippy match as well. Yeah. They're going to add the playoffs? I'm sick with North Texas. I mean, yeah. no, 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 for real, for real. Like, the calmest team in the playoffs right now is Greenville. Because Greenville oh, yeah, is they're like on a high. Like, they're calm. The pressure is on Union because that's yeah, all we've heard from you. It's like, yo, we got – they got the home playoff game they wanted. They got the, the best players in the league they wanted. You know, you just got to overcome these one, two hurdles. You got to overcome one hurdle. In 90 minutes, though, all that your dreams come down to possibly facing Greenville in the title game that you've been waiting for a whole year to possibly have this game. It's a lot. It's a lot. So, 
next weekend is gonna be the weekend, man. Next week is gonna be weekend, but let's hurry up. Let's talk about this last game. Four two, FC Tucson Bye. versus Richmond. Man, Bye. it was. So I will say this: FC Tucson. I'll give them all the credit in the world. Like they went out there and they did what they needed to do. They were the only team this weekend outside of Greenville that did what they need at Toronto. They did what they needed to do to make sure they end up playoffs. Like, I really feel like the coach was just like, yo, we're not doing defense tonight. Like, if Richmond score, we score. And that's what it was. Like, so on this week on Rivers and I three, me and Shanae were talking about like how. Like I said, like it was an F1 race that they, they really like Richard was trying to make it into a roller derby, like how we made games against Union, Greenville, Chattanooga. Like we want to get physical, we want to get tight, we want to draw up, make the game boring, have stoppages. Make it a conquer cast game. FC Tucson won't have it. Charlie Dennis won't have it. Shaq Adams won't have it. And the thing about it was it was like three. Really, all of their goals were not supposed to happen. Two of them happened outside of the box. I swear to God. <laughs> One, Akira just got to be six foot. And he saves both of them. <laughs> Two, they literally caught this man when he was like, so Akira does this thing where he's squaring up for a shot. And you know how most goalkeepers get on the balls of their feet to like jump? Akira gets flat footed, but he gets flat footed to have like a sturdier base. And, like, when he does that, it's like <laughs> Tucson automatically knew. Oh, we're just going to shoot it long. And I'm just like, son of a No, I wouldn't do so much of both. We went up from one nothing to 1-1 one, one, to 2-1 two, to 2-2. Two, two, two. And 2-2, two, two, I was like, all right, just vibe it out, dog. Like, just, <laughs> just vibe it out. And then 3-2, and I'm like, and when it hit three two, I was like, "Bro, we're not scoring the third goal. <laughs> we're not doing this." Then, next thing I know, Shaq Adams all of a sudden, who? First of all, I, I gotta fight Shaq Adams because I picked <laughs> his, his little black butt to be <laughs> in the coded boot race, and all of a sudden he decides, hey, "I'm scoring goal, bro." <laughs> oh, I swear, when it hit four two. I think I was already six beers in. I was emotionally dead. Yo. <laughs> Everything I was not that much in. <laughs> I mean, I was chilling. I had a keg. I buy a bucket, and I was just like. I, mean, oh, I was at a bar celebrating games. when. It was, was good times. Oh, I forgot you went to Gus. Gus don't yeah. even know Gus is open. So. <laughs> <laughs> Gus be like, are we open? Oh, here's a beer. What? <laughs> So for the Henny Derby, actually, actually. Yogi said, meet me at Gus's. I said, bet. Oh, yeah. So we pull up to Gus's. Doors are locked. The owner comes out the side, and we're like, hey, aren't you guys supposed to be open? He goes, we are? <laughs> so he comes around and opens the front doors. <laughs> and it's like, do you guys want a beer? We should have a server soon. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, man. Yeah. Mind you, this is the main soccer bar in Richmond. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is, dog. It is what it is. Oh. You're gonna get service and you might not. Fuck it. 
considering you won't even there yet, even though you said meet you there for the Man United game. <laughs> oh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. Sucks. Yeah. Oh, pity lane. Pity lane is another one, but pity lane parking sucks. Um, but yeah, man. So, the thing that I'm most irritated about with Richmond is the fact that we did lose the whole playoff game, but I'm not disappointed as how much I normally would be because that's the fight I saw in the players. They was actually giving a damn. It's not like the North Carolina game where the wheels were just spinning and these guys couldn't do anything right. Like, it was actually an effort. actually saw them trying. So, we'll see. We'll see. That's all I got to say. What should we move on to now, guys? Well, we talked uh, Chata versus um, North Texas, but there is one more game for the weekend. Oh, Richmond and Tuesday? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Real quick, before we go talk about these playoff games, your go-to boot winner is Emiliano Terzaghi with 18 goals. Uh, your assist winner for the year is a tie. Did he give it to Boyce or Dennis? I don't know. I, I thought it was Ricky Ruiz. It might have been. I thought it was him. Yeah, it is Ricky Ruiz. I was like, yeah, someone made a big ass graphic for him. That would have been awkward if he wasn't actually the assist winner. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at Footmob, and Footmob has they don't even have Ricky Ruiz. In. Oh no, they they don't. They their stats are off it, for some reason. Yeah. Their stats are terrible. All right. Well, yeah. And they haven't announced what team of the year yet, have they? No. No. Okay. So, yeah. So, y'all, let's go ahead. Let's talk about these playoff games because they're about to be really, really good. Which one do you want to start on, Will, first? The 3-6 match or the 4-5? We we started talking about the 3-6, so I might as well finish it. All right. So, Real quick, what are you expecting from this game to happen? And who is the winner when it's all said and done? I'm expecting a very slow, slow build-up game, honestly. Chattanooga is struggling. North Texas is kind of hit and miss as well. I still think North Texas wins, but I don't think you really see them come into the game until the second half, and then that's when it's just going to be, like, fucking chaos. Kyle, what about you, my friend? I can see it being one I, – I can see it being a 2-1. And why – I think it's going to be a North Texas takes a 2-0 lead. Chattanooga gets a goal pretty early in the second half and just attacks. North Texas holds on for dear life and just gets by. That was very specific. I, I feel oh. like this is going to be a chaotic oh. first half. It's going to be a chaotic first half and then just hope and pray second half. Oh, so we went opposite. I don't think yeah. I think they both are just kind of being like, oh, uh, and then they're like, oh, wait, zoom. 
and take off on it. Yeah. So. All right. So we've had nine iterations of this game. This year alone, they are so even to the point where it's two draws, one win. I mean, Chattanooga has pretty much won the season series, but it's been even. If you've seen these games, they've been very, very even. Chattanooga, North Texas is pissed that Chattanooga's been finding a way how to win this game late against them. This is also Chattanooga's first playoff game in Chattanooga. Jimmy Oblada's first playoff game. I think this game goes to extra time. 1-1. I think North Texas scores 1-15. That's very specific. I want both of y'all to know that these are very specific. <laughs> I, I think I think it happens. But I, so let me ask y'all guys this. And we're, look, before I say this, we are not advocating the firing of any coach ever. But we got to ask these questions. <laughs> if you Chattanooga and you lose this playoff game, mm-hmm. do they move on from Oblada or do they be like, all right, you get another year? No. And if they do, I'm calling Connor Cloy and saying, you better interview this man right now. <laughs> they no. don't let him go. They if they do that, go. I'm going to Connor Cloy's office and say, you need to call this man right now. Get going. Come on. <laughs> chop, chop. Let's go. But he's in our DMs. Okay, you want good. His number, you know, you know, like, on the same page. I will call him right now if that happens. <laughs> I will call him on air. I mean, yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. All right. Last game, 10 o'clock. So all of us have North Texas, which is the sixth seed, going to Union Omaha, right? That was a bitch happened. So by in my head, 945, we will all know the winner of FC Tucson versus Richmond is going to Greenville. What do you guys think happened in this game? Let's start with you, Kyle. What do you think happened in this game? I honestly don't have a clue. This is the one where I'm like, this is going to start slow. Because I think the thing with Richmond last week was they were fine. They were in the playoffs. They were they were not in second gear. It's like, we're in the playoffs. It's good. We're good. I mean, yes, it'd be nice to have a home playoff game, but fuck it. We're in the playoffs. And Tucson was a, we need to win to make the play. Like, it was so different extremes that I think that's what caused the more, I don't want to say lax defensive showing from Richmond, but definitely more of an attacking intent from Tucson. This one, I think, is going to be the opposite, where both teams are going to be hesitant to want to go full-out attack and leave themselves, leave themselves vulnerable. So I'm going to say it is a 1-0 Richmond win in extra time. Wow. Like this this game is going to be the no one wants to lose it, so no one's going to try and win it. I mean, this is so you gotta remember, this is their second time playing in two weeks. So what are you taking and from Tucson just got their first win over us? What are you taking from this game? What are you taking from the last game? Well, no, because it's different. It's a different scenario. That was a game where kickers knew they were winning. They were going to the playoffs. They were they were vibe watching. They were good. What 
I think this is the game where they both teams start off hot. I like Kyle and I are going to go opposite all night. They're both yeah. going to go in hot. Richmond is is pissed from last week because even though it was a vibe watching game, like they felt hard done. Tucson is feeling pretty good because they just beat you four two. So now they're like, yeah, let's go do it again. Oh, they're both coming out flying. It does go to extra time. I agree with that. Um, but I do think the kickers pull this one out. Um, it's not a high-scoring game. It's probably like 2-1. Nothing crazy. But I do have the kickers going into that one with like a little bit more intense, fiery passion. And this is not just me being a homer because my guy is on this on this podcast. I tell you right now, if your team is going to lose three nil, in this kind of game, you need the best player to step up, and Richmond has the best player, yeah. and that's pretty much what the difference maker is going to be. And you need to get Akira some lifts. That's all I got for you. <laughs> You good? Bro. Why did I not get right. a screenshot on that? Oh. <laughs> How you feel? What you feeling over there? How you feeling over there? Go ahead. Go ahead. Hit, hit the blunt. Oh. <laughs> Stress. All right. Let's do it. Richmond FC Tucson, the key about this game is who can better control the midfield. Richmond, oh, we all know who Richmond line is going to be. We know what the back four is going to be. We know what the midfield three is going to be. We know what the front three is. I think the key move, if Richmond can win this game, is if Matt Bolduck is part of that midfield three. It's not out on the wing, and it's Ethan Bryan instead. I think what Richmond has to do is more of compact the space around the 18-yard box, but they have to also step up to cut out fires. If Richmond can do that and they can play a defensive sturdy game and if they can go along to Bolaños, they can bring an Olax around the 60, 65th minute, if they can make Terzaghi seem dangerous. When I say keep Terzaghi dangerous is there's been moments in games, for instance, the Union Omaha game, where Terzaghi is on the ball, but he's not being effective. The further he drops back, the less effective he is in the game. So if Richmond can keep him ball up front, Richmond has a chance. For FC Tucson, I think this game comes down to the wings. If Charlie Dennis, if Shaq Adams, and there's one more guy now I'm forgetting right now. He's killing me. Rodriguez. I can't remember his name. Yes, Rodriguez. If they can take Calvo, if they can take um, Chris Cole, 1v1 situation, because Richmond fullback struggle 1v1. If they can put them in 1v1 situations and win those battles consistently, they don't have to be trying to score, but they just have to win it. FC Tucson is going to win this game. So I, that's what this game really comes down to. If Richmond can control the midfield, they can control the wings. If FC Tucson can control the wings, they're going to win the midfield. And, and that's what it really comes down to. And I don't know what to go with the scoreline for this game because – that Saturday game is an anomaly in this game normally. 
it's not a game that normally happens. And does F and does FC Tucson let the moment get to them? I mean, you went from possibly being out of the playoffs at sixty to hosting a home playoff game. And if you're Richmond, where are you at mentally? You went from ha- but you know, having a home playoff game. I mean, from being out of the playoffs to having a home playoff game to being sixth, they're not fifth. And you have to stay out like Richmond stayed out there this entire week. They didn't come back to Richmond and they're fine, but they stay there this entire week. So I wonder how I know these guys. I know they are really motivated because also they're also hearing all this from FC Tucson because it's a home playoff game. So you're seeing their promotion. You're probably running into some of the players. You're running into the players' family, the fans. They're saying stuff. Fans. What what can you expect? Because Richmond on the road is not the same Richmond that they are at home. Because I guarantee you, if, if Richmond last two games, if one of them are at home, I'm having a home playoff game this weekend. But they're on the road. If Richmond finished in there, the bottom of the table on the road. So what do I go with? I don't know. Matt was talking I... greasy about having a home playoff game before the Handy Derby, and now this is the consequences of that. Just throwing that out there. He's my coach. He's <laughs> No. <laughs> um, is, I'm calling well, Connor Colloy and telling you. <laughs> that's on y'all. Maybe y'all need to find stable head coaches in League One. Where are you finding it at? <laughs> like, what? We got our coach from League One, so look somewhere. Buy out somebody, coach. Go to uh, North, go to Rams and buy out their head coach. Actually. Actually, though. <laughs> you want mine? You can have mine. I don't know what yours is doing. Hey, no, 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 no. That bullshit. <laughs> we just went through. I don't know what. Here, selling out bullshit. No one want that. But Clint P wouldn't be a bad option. <laughs> I give you three fifty for him. No, see, first of all, her. Before I give After, my pick, your math is all wrong. <laughs> First you want six figures for this each. Now you want three fifty for your head coach. Figure out your goddamn transfer policy. Put down the FIFA. All right. Turn off. It the was Xbox. three dollars and fifty cent. All right. Fuck it. I'm riding down with my boys. There you Richmond. Go. Two two. I mean two nothing. <laughs> Win it. And whatever time, and we go to Greenville. I will say that your playoffs end in Greenville. But that's for the next part. <laughs> Look, if we get to Greenville, we might be doing this show for Greenville. <laughs> we might be doing this show for Greenville. Look, if the Courage, um, make the, if the courage beat Washington... And they go to Lorraine, I'm going to be in. I, I won't be here for the next one, okay? <laughs> Just throwing that out there. I'm not coming. <laughs> <sighs> oh, I'd, no. always, I, I'd always make time for this show, even though I will be in Cincinnati next week. Look, it's USA Mexico. <laughs> So I'm going 
getting drunk. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's also Jamaica versus El Salvador. Because if we lose that game, I can kiss the World Cup goodbye. We're not being the yes. USA. Well, in general, because that's like what? Because you got what? One like four points. Um, yes, we do. Yeah, four fucking points now. Yeah, right, Lo- lose these next games, and yeah, that's uh, that's a wrap. Uh, Matthews played six. All right, y'all. Anything else we have before we uh, wrap up? First of all, you have five um, points. Is that enough to be in World Cup right now? Okay, <laughs> World Cup of buzz. I feel like there was something I was going to mention. I know. I just, well, I just want you to know if we beat America, y'all motherfuckers going to have to deport me. I'm going to hate me more. Woo-hoo! So it'll just be a normal day and you know all about Twitter. Yeah. When, I mean, isn't that at Jamaica? Are you not yeah. going to go to Jamaica? We, and watch we can't the have boys? fans. No, they, they, they just they overturned it. They overturned it. Yeah, they are. Get the fuck out of here. They, For real? They, they literally put the story out that they weren't allowing fans and then like an hour later putting out a story saying we're allowing 5,000 fully vaccinated fans. Shit. <laughs> Damn, I probably wouldn't be able to get into the same anyway, but hey, Jamaica, make it as hard as possible for Chris and Pulisic. Just him, specifically. He's make not even in the squad. Yeah, he is. Oh, is he? He's been injured. Why the fuck did you call him in? He's Captain America. They can't He's do this without him. He's literally made of You really think he's going to play Mexico or USA captain. without him? <laughs> yes, because he can't play. He's injured. Really? White soccer Twitter don't know that. <laughs> they see Chris Williams. Put him out there. Put that boy out there. Let him play. Oh, we don't need them coons out there. Put the white boy out there. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <laughs> All that grit. Donald Trump treat him. Look at my boy. Look at my boy scoring. All right. You know what? Y'all have a blessed night. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anything else for you guys before we end this? No. No. We have said it. You have said enough. (laughs) I am just trying not to piss off another fan base tonight. Okay. (laughs) Too late. Get her done. Dumb shit. I mean. I haven't done shit. I haven't tweeted shit. I'm going to get off and go and be a family man again. And I'm not going to piss off any fan bases. Child, you don't give a fuck about you being a family man. I didn't say shit this time. Goddamn. Chip just wants you to name your next kid after him. That's it. I'm not doing that shit because I'm not having any more kids. And if anything, I want the season series, so they should be doing shit for me. And no, that's not how this works. You don't get to tell Union Omaha what to do with Union Omaha content. I got you, Chip. This is Union Omaha. They are the overloads of League One. They run everything. All formats is exist, and that is their content. All formats is on Twitter talking hot shit, bang. The owner took the time out of his day. His bitch schedule of running minor league teams to tweet at us. How dare you speak about, about that man? <laughs> that man put his corn, blood, brass to tears into this <laughs> while owning a minor league baseball team in Richmond. Y'all have a good come back to me. <laughs> <laughs>